navigating through the tricky waters of dating and relationships while sustaining a positive mindset can be challenging. In a world dominated by social media, ever-growing sexual desires and underlining insecurities, as founder of Lipstick Stain Passport, I'm on a mission to expose and identify the core principles and bitter truths of the dating world. Travel through the highs and lows with me, Robert Van Tromp, as I highlight and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So first and foremost, um, thank you for coming on and lovely to have you. And I guess interesting having looked through your 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 Instagram and, and seeing the videos, the short clips of you guys and to actually have you now on my own podcast is amazing. And like I said, thank you for joining. Now, having looked through all the material you guys produce and by the way, you're doing a fantastic job. And obviously I've seen some of the testimonials of, of people that kind of I guess need to buck up the courage to go through dating again. And I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. Would you be able to give us just a quick insight of your day to day and what, what were those, what were the kind of the main reasons why you wanted to go down this route in terms of helping people in this particular area of life? Uh, yeah, so it's a great question. So first of all, obviously a pleasure to be here and thank you so much for inviting us. And, um, well, a day to day is we help uh, we help women with with dating and, and finding their life partner essentially. So it's not just you know casual dating. It's really about finding the one person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Right? Like that's kind of our specialty. Yeah. And uh, the reason that we went into this, it, it kind of started with us. You know, we got into a relationship. We had our ups and downs. We had our struggles. You know, we went through all of the you know you know all of the dating phase and then the. You know, the was, beginning phase of a relationship that is difficult. That was right? going like to be my next the... question. Are you, you, you guys are are together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been for six six years. Yeah. So. Amazing! Wow, fantastic. Yeah, so we run this business together, and mm. um, you know, we do all of these. Yeah, we do a lot together. Essentially, <laughs> it's a pretty close relationship that way. Twenty four seven together. Kind yeah, of home yeah, office no. and everything. You know, amazing, amazing. Yeah, and you're no, still it's, both smiling, so must be doing well. something, right? <laughs> that's that's what we were thinking yeah. as well. You know, and yeah. you know, we we kind of had all of these challenges, and then we realized that you know, like that's really an area that we we just really were able to have this fulfilling relationship. Mm. And then we looked around and we saw other people struggling in dating struggling in the relationships are right, really like not finding either not finding the person or not able to create that sort of relationship and fulfilling relationships that they wanted to have with the person. Right. Yeah. And so um, that's when we started looking around. We started by just giving, you know, advice to friends and, you know, family members and that sort of thing. And then it kind of escalated from there. And, and then we started to create this business out of it and got our first clients. And Amazing. Yeah, since then it's just been a, a lot of fun for since then. Yeah. And, and I think that's fantastic. I think first and foremost, uh, you obviously have an amazing relationship. And I think that the fact that you can share your own secrets and kind of, I want to say the word tactics, <laughs> but your own, your own, your own, I guess, um, things that have worked for you and actually putting it into, into, into practice, I think is fantastic. And, you know, obviously the, I guess the, the, what I want to ask you is the kind of types of people that come to you for this, this, this uh this area and advice in this particular area is there any kind of common themes of these people are they like you know because the thing is with this particular podcast is we're not just talking about dating and and, and relationships we're also talking about the mental health side of it and and the, the levels of self-esteem that people sometimes struggle with particularly when it comes to dating and, and meeting new people so for you is there is there types of people that 
you know, you see kind of, you know, similar traits and similar parts of the personality, which, which, you know, I guess not, not necessarily need work on, but also need to, to kind of bring them to, to surface and bring them to the play. Yeah, definitely. So it's mainly women coming to us and they're oftentimes in their thirties or forties, maybe late twenties. And most of them already had relationships in the past, but rather short relationships or they didn't work out eventually. And a lot of them struggle with, I would say self-esteem, as you also mentioned, is one of the big areas where it's not that obvious. And maybe sometimes even before they start working with us, if you would ask them, they wouldn't even say this. But when you really look at it, it's like, for example, they don't really dare to set boundaries or they don't really dare to stand up for themselves or they're afraid of pulling someone away. So this is definitely one area that they struggle with. Mm. And another area I would say is attachment styles that some of them are getting attached rather quickly, which is fairly common. And this is, of course, rather detrimental down the line because sometimes you really fall into this a little bit insecure behavior and right. the vibe that you give up is just like not as confident and as glowing as they really should, like could be because they're just so amazing women. So I would say those are the main things. So they struggle to be vulnerable also so much, but yeah, yeah, really yeah. they are to be open and really like, just be themselves. It's, I would say those are the main things. I'm not sure if I forgot something. 100%. And you'll see like the, the common pattern here that we typically deal with. As, as you said, you don't want to say tactics. And of course, there are certain things in dating that you can do. You know, we do teach strategies and we do teach tactics. But ultimately, in order to have a good relationship and be able to find like the right person, attract the right person, typically it comes down to like an inner shift, right? Yeah. It comes down to an inner shift that you have to make. And uh, everything that Julia mentioned was focused on you know self-esteem is an inner thing right like it's an it's a confidence in yourself right setting boundaries also comes from within uh, you know comes from self-worth which is also an inner thing so most of the things that we deal with would be uh, kind of helping our clients through those make those inner shifts so that they not only kind of use tactics to to get a person because that that can only take you so far but rather it's about embodying it so that you feel it and then you live it every day and then it just comes very naturally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you guys make some great points with regards to the insecurities. I think that, you know, these days dating is an absolute minefield, really. I mean, it, it can be so tricky to actually navigate your navigate through the waters of, of trying to find someone, you know, whether you're male or female, who is necessarily the right fit for you, but also who you actually, you know, generally see a future with. Now, if I asked you right, and I said, you know, guys, do you think there's a, a genuine winning formula for dating? Is there like an actual process that you think works from A to Z from, from, you know, you predominantly work with females, but from, from a female meeting a man, is there a, a given process, an actual formula that, that works from A to Z that you believe and you stand by? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I can take you through it. It's uh I'll break it down to three steps, to three major steps. And there's a lot of, you know, smaller nuances within each one. But essentially, first of all, it's making that that inner shift like we talked about, right? Because, and that includes all of the, you know, what we call patterns and protective protection mechanisms that people have mm. that we've, you know, and, and that you can call that a part of your personality in a sense. That's how people view it. However, a lot of the stuff comes from the, like all of your past experiences have, have shaped who you are today. Right. And so a part of that could be like, you might've been hurt in the past or you might have, you know, certain things happen in childhood could be very small things. doesn't have to be like major trauma or anything. Yeah. 
but those things influence your personality now. It can make you, make you, for example, have an anxious attachment style or an avoidant one. And those things in relation to another person can kind of keep love at an arm's length, right? So step one would be to kind of deal with that and heal that inner, though those inner um, patterns I see. that a person is having. Yeah. Because that essentially, you know, if we want to put it in a, you know, give you just an overview, essentially what that does is it opens your heart more and stabilizes your emotional life so that you're able to actually have the capacity to have that healthy love in your life without all of the ups and downs of, and all of the, you know, sort of drama that everyone goes through in a romantic relationship. Yeah, of course. And I think that's fantastic. And I guess, I guess you talked about obviously drama at the end there. Do people, do people need to have bad experiences in order to know what a good experience looks like? It's a very interesting, very interesting question. And I guess that, you know, I guess a, on, on the one hand, you will say yes, because yeah. it is like relative, right? Like if mm. you only have good experiences, I guess that would be your normal, right? Yeah. So, um, so course, yeah. it certainly comes from experience, right? Like if you have some experience with bad experiences, you'll have a, you can have a better experience and you'll know the difference. Of course. That being said, um, you can also, I guess, you, like, I don't think it happens that often, but you can have a, just good experiences as long as then you're sort of aware that, you know, it just feels good and it feels safe. And if, you know, like you can have that and that's yeah. possible. I don't think it's that common, but no, it's possible. I, I, no, but if you, for example, look at me, like my relationships were, like I just had one other boyfriend before I came okay. to the shop and... This relationship was also pretty good, was also, I think, six years, so or seven years almost. So I would say I basically yeah. only had good experiences in mm. relationships. And still, I just, you know, when it feels good and you know when it feels safe and when it feels secure and when you feel respected and you have the same goals and values, like you just feel it. You don't really mm. need to know how bad everything else could be. Like, I'm yeah. quite glad that you, <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that classic saying, isn't it? Where they say, you know, I'm trying to remember it now, I'm trying to buckle my brain, but where they say, <laughs> you know, you, you know when someone wants you. And if you're confused, yeah. then they probably don't. Yeah. Right? That's, exactly. That's 100%. It, right? Yeah. And actually, um, I have taken a few few snippets away uh, from some of the stuff that you guys mentioned. I'm just going to drill into them now. There was three particularly that I liked uh, a lot. The first one was stop putting expectations on someone just because you had sex. It's not a promise yeah. to stay with you forever and they have every right to walk away. I thought it was a really, really interesting one because I think from, from my own experience, um, you know, I... I not, not necessarily been with been with, with many females, but I have dated dated lots of girls, and um, I have I can I can say from experience whereby the expectation after maybe you've had sex with someone is that you should see them again, and the emphasis on should, and that you should then make more time for them. So it was really interesting to see that uh, that you wrote that, and I thought I thought it's a very strong statement. But could you provide a little bit more kind of I guess meat to the bone on 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 what you meant by that? Yeah, so a problem that we see a lot with, especially with women since we work with them, could be the same with men, but when they go out dating and what we see is that they then sleep with someone and afterwards, just subconsciously, they have this expectation that now obviously the person owes them that, for example, they text them again, that they are obviously interested in maybe even exploring like a long-term relationship. And this is very detrimental because it really hurts you down the line because obviously just because you sleep with someone, if you didn't talk about it before, 
it is not a promise that you will stay with them forever and you're not at all obligated. So I think it's important to realize that instead of always kind of outsourcing the blame or the responsibility and then blaming the man for, for example, not texting, also in order to empower yourself, really it's important to realize that you are actually responsible for your relationships and you are responsible for what you're doing. And in this case, for example, what we always say is, only sleep with someone if if you're okay with them leaving afterwards. Otherwise, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's, we know that this is a, yeah. yeah. It's that's I think that's a really really good point that you made there because it's like you 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 almost I don't want to say set your standards low, but you almost because you, your standards are high, but you almost you almost in your head you've got this unwritten consensus with yourself that it's okay if they want to leave they can. They're almost they're missing out on the love that I, I have for them or then give. So they're they're the one that are sorry that individual is the one that's kind of missing out and not being fulfilled because i know i'm good enough kind of thing that's the way you're, yeah. the way you're looking at it essentially it's essentially the way we're looking at it yeah. exactly and the other thing is also that there is this thing that when you see with someone that a certain hormone oxytocin gets released which yeah. makes you even more attached and especially so for women so what we always say is if you struggle with this and if you realize that you're not really handling casual intimacy, like intimacy, very well, then, yeah. then don't do it. Right. Yeah. Then wait until there's any form of commitment. Of course, if you can handle it, then there is no reason why you shouldn't, but there's also no, nothing wrong with with waiting especially like it helps you to also filter out the guys that only want sex and yeah yeah of course literally nothing yeah. to lose so. and i guess like you talked about earlier Joffrey, you talked about the the insecurities i guess that ties into it because it's like i guess maybe it's modern day society feeling like they should do something in in the in event rather than actually and not should have sex on but also that person should stick around because we've had sex kind of thing and i think it's that that almost that underwritten sort of underlying um assumption from from their end that that, that that's the way it should be in a vertical mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. i also think sometimes they feel that if they sleep with someone that this this might make them fall in love with them or something. And this is also something that we teach. This is yeah. not true. So yeah. don't do it because you think, oh, well, if I sleep with him, then we would, then he will love me. He won't leave me. So this, yeah. is, this is not how it is. So we yeah. just feel into what you want and then do whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever you can handle. Yeah, that's great. And, I, you know, I've always... Um, be, be, being, being, being a male, <laughs> so the obvious, but <laughs> being a male and um, I think... Going going through my for my dating dating life, and I think right back to my early teens and my early early twenties, I think to myself, um, not that it was not that it was ever a game with 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 dating, but I always I always think to myself, never show your cards, Robert. Never show your full set of cards, and I hear that a lot because it's almost like you're, we're in this. We don't want to fall into this gray area of telling someone we like them and telling someone we're interested in them, and then almost the fear or the unknown of them not saying it back to us. And I think society has almost gone that way now, hasn't it? Where, where I've been in situations before in the past where I may have really liked a girl, but actually I shied away from, from, from telling her because of my own ego and because of my own pride and actually may have hindered that relationship there on after. And is that seen as quite a common thing nowadays? 
Yeah. And, uh, and that's so, so good that you kind of see that in yourself as well, because mm. I think that is extremely common that way. And I know that I, like, I felt that way as well when I was dating before, right? Like, I, I didn't think it's super common. I think on both sides, right? And it's unfortunate because I, I do think that what we would recommend someone to do is it is okay to, like, it's a fear stopping you from going for it, essentially, mm. right? And your fear is coming from can call it like the a lower part of yourself, right? Like it's the, it's, it's not your the highest version of yourself. You know, the one that is, you know, confident, it can, can de- knows how to handle situations, right? Yep. The fear is the one that always limits you and, and uh, holds you back. So, and you don't want that to stop you, right? In, in your life, in pretty much any area that you, that you go for. So we would always recommend, uh, obviously you can work with the fear, but, but ultimately you, you should go for like, and I would say, you know, I shouldn't say this, but for everyone, essentially, uh, if you do like someone, it's okay to express that you like, it's good. Like the other person wants you to like them as well. And if it's a course, healthy we're, dynamic, we're in that, we're in, we want to be, we want to be liked. We want to be loved. Right. It's almost that understanding where now in, 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 in modern society, if we tell someone that we like them, are we now at the back foot? Are we now on a back foot because we've told them that we like them? Are, are we now, yeah. are we now at a disadvantage in this dating game? Because I've told them that I, I'm interested and it's actually, I found it a really fascinating discussion talking to experts like yourself who deal with this on a, a regular basis, because obviously these females will, will come across men who essentially would speak, would, sorry, speak, would, would think like myself with that respect uh, and you know not showing all the cards, not showing your, your raw emotions, but in the event of them hindering the dating process, I guess, in essence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's an important point because I feel like that, that runs into this area of, you know, should you be playing games and dating, yeah. right? Like that's, cause that's essentially what you could be doing. If you think, Oh, I'm not going to reveal what I think about her. I'm not going to really show yeah, as you said, show my cards. However, like we were strongly against playing games when dating because it's like, like this is your life. Like, <laughs> are you going to play games the whole, like your yeah, whole life no sequel, with this right? person? There's only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so yeah. it's just like, our view is essentially, you know, express, express yourself and the right person for you, they will be attracted to you for yeah. who you are. Like, you're not going to get every person, right? You're not going to manipulate your way into a relationship, but the right people will be attracted to who you are if you express yourself. Mm. And so it's just a, and the ones who don't, the ones who end up, you know, they can't handle that and they end up playing all these games. Maybe that's not the person that you want to be in a relationship with. Absolutely. That yeah. Thing. Yeah. Fantastic. And you know, I, 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 I called this particular, um, this particular discussion with you guys, I, I wanted to come up with a topic, a topic name for it. And I called it time to rip off the bandaid. And I called it that for two reasons. First and foremost, because you guys do, you know, fabulous work in um, helping, I guess, like you said, the the vulnerable females get back onto the dating, the data, keep calling it a dating process. It sounds very business-like, but dating, the dating stream. They call it that as well. Okay, the dating process and, you know, boosting their their confidence, getting them back out there and, and meeting different people. But the other reason why I called it that was people that are in unhappy, unhealthy relationships, or should we just sort of call it toxic relationships, who need to rip off the Band-Aid and who need to make um, changes or, you know, alter certain things in their life and maybe start by moving away from that bad energy. And I want to talk about two different areas that I, I saw on your profile as well. And the other one is don't go back to your ex 
It's like reading the same book over and over again when you know how the story ends. And the other one, if you're in a relationship and all you do is cry, you have to stop to ask yourself, am I dating an onion? (laughs) Which I thought was incredibly powerful messaging because particularly the first one, um, and it's and it's very very true. You know, I think we when we have an ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend, we feel like, you know, oh, you know, remember the good times. Remember the, you know, the, uh, we know we never think about why the relationship ended, but you always think about what mm-hmm. were the good times we had and the good memories we shared, and that often leads us to think, oh, okay, maybe we give them another try or whatever. And I think there's a really powerful messaging there because you're almost saying, if you are unhappy, then what makes you feel like you're going to be any happier? when you go back again. And, and I think that's really, really cool how you've portrayed that. And could you just give a little bit more insight into that and, and, and the importance of, of that, I guess, in general? Uh, yeah. Should I do this? Yeah. And uh, I feel like the, the quote there that you, that you read, it's, uh, it's almost, you know, explains the whole story in, in, in that the, you, you, you said it, essentially, and it was spot on that after the fact, like you break up for a certain reason, you know, something's, if you break up, something's obviously gone wrong in the relationship, right? Like this, people just don't break up randomly. They wake up one day and go, Hey, you know, I feel like doing something else, right? Like typically that doesn't happen. Not today, mate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So, so typically there's like, you, you probably would have had a reason for breaking up in the first place. And then if you then a year passes and what tends to happen then is that you kind of, you don't remember the, all of the bad times, but you do like the good memories tend to linger in your mind and you can think back on the, oh, the amazing holiday and the times we laughed together and all of those things that of course they were wonderful memories, but of course they were, you know, they were sprinkled among other bad stuff. Right. Yeah. And so when you forget the bad stuff and you only remember the good stuff, and then you add on top of that, if you, if you're then single and you find this whole dating world extremely hard to navigate it's draining yeah. and you're sick of being lonely you know all of those feelings it's the convenience well. right it's the convenience yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like oh maybe it's just maybe i was happy maybe I was just, like you can convince yourself of yeah. that right but i like think about it as if you compare it to a job for example right like, let's say you 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 worked for and you had a boss that was extremely toxic he just kept yelling at you criticizing you and it was just like every day you dreaded going to work um and then at one time you get the courage to quit and then you, you go for three, six, three to six months and you struggle to find another job. Are you really going to go back to that job? It's like, it's kind of the same thing. Fantastic analogy. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, and, you, and you're right. And I, I guess, you know, we could, we could argue your career and your, your love life, essentially two arguable amongst others, amongst other things, but two very, very important components in your life. And mm-hmm you don't want either of those things to be toxic. So using that example is fantastic because quite right. If you don't, you didn't enjoy a job and you were there for two years and you found it incredibly toxic, very negative, you know, the culture of people working there. And then you went, you spent a year looking for another job and you were unsuccessful. You, you, the chances of you going back to that job, you'd like to think are slim, but I guess this is where people fall into those holes in, in relationships, right? Yeah. Hundred percent, exactly, yeah. and it comes out of like it, the only reason it comes out of the fear that you won't be able to find someone else. Yeah. The fear that yeah. you will just stay single for your whole life, and and then like compared to that, maybe it was better to at least have someone, right? And um, but ultimately, that's not really 
true even like you can probably be happier single than in a bad relationship yeah yeah absolutely absolutely fantastic well to, to, to finish off i've got some uh, i've got some games well i say games it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily a ga- <laughs> not really a game game but it's actually i don't know if you guys have watched squid games <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah it's not like that <laughs> you're, thinking, where, you're thinking where is this going rob <laughs> okay yeah, it's, not, it's not like it's not like that but you know where it says red light green light so what i've done is red flag green flag okay okay right so right. i want you i guess i guess one person can maybe do the red flag or you could do one red flag one green flag each and so what are the two green flags and what are the two red flags that that i guess we look for in a potential partner or we should look for in a potential partner and this is for okay, i guess for so- men and men and female Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do use common ones for. Yeah. yeah, I would start with the green flags, maybe, so, or with one green flag, which I would say super important is that his action matches his words because, or goes for both directions. Yeah. <laughs> also for men, like for women, of course, because sometimes it's so easy. Someone tells you all the nicest things and they promise you the moon, which is okay. Maybe they even feel like this in the moment and they really believe that this is true and they really think, for example, that they want to stay with you forever in th- at this point in time. Yeah. But it's super important to rather look for the actions of another person. Like, for example, when they say that they will call you, are they actually going to call them? When they say that they're going to text you, are they actually going to text you? And when they say that they love you and that they want to spend the rest of their life with you, how are they showing up for you? Are they, for example, really putting in the effort? Are they asking you out on dates? Are they making time to see you? Are they down the line introducing you to family and friends and all those things like this is more important than whatever they say. So always action over words and green flag is if it also fits together, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, I see we did that nice little flipper. I like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do. I can do a red flag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone who doesn't respect your boundaries. Nice. So if you have a person, if you, it's important to have boundaries and, and say no when you feel like like when you don't feel like doing something or you're not or when you're not okay with something happening. And if then a person pushes extremely hard against those boundaries and continues to do so or shames you for those boundaries, that's a big red flag, right? And shaming right. is a big one. Absolutely. And that could Absolutely. that could be like small and big things, but that could, for example, say that you're uh, let's say that if, if you're a woman and you say no to sex one evening, right? Mm. If the guy then uh, shaming you for your boundaries would then look like him saying something like, oh, you're so boring. If you're just more boring, like if you were more fun, you would do this. Yeah, it's not right? okay. So yeah, yeah. You're, sh- you're shaming for her boundary in that sense. Uh, that's not, that's not, a, that's not uh, like, that is a red flag. Like that's, yeah. that's not great. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Then I can go maybe with the green flag. Another green flag would be if the person that you're dating is also generally nice towards others. For example, if you're in a restaurant, that the person is very nice to the waitress, to the waiter, whatever, and to other people, they just talk nice about other people. For example, we would also say it's a red flag if someone is really trashing their ex, for example, because interesting. Yeah, it's a re- that's a, yeah. a really good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it is like, of course, maybe you do think. Of course, it probably didn't do everything right, the ex, but let's be honest, we also all have our own responsibility in relationships and there's always something that both parts probably could reflect on and it's generally not 100%. a good character trait, we yeah. personally think, yeah. if you don't talk well about other people and if you always outsource the responsibility, outsource, like blame others. Blaming for, others for everything that's, yeah. that's exactly. happening. Exactly. So, yeah. And the same with like yeah. treating others well. It's just a 
sign that it's generally a good person. We also always say character over chemistry or chemistry is also good, but character is so much more important in the long run. So this is really good if you see that he's not just showing up for you for the date, super nice, but at least, of course, you can never say 100%. You only see them on the date, but... At least he's also treating other people well, and not. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and 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 talking of the ex the ex girlfriend or ex ex boyfriend stuff, I think that's actually a really interesting one because I think we all well, I mean, not not not, not you personally, but it sounds it. But for me, I I I have had relationships that were more testing and more tough uh, than others. If I'm going to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Would I would I necessarily badmouth them and, and say this is not about? No, I wouldn't because I think that I've shared a lot of good times with those individuals. We didn't necessarily uh, get on overly well at the end of it, and we parted ways for a reason. But we still shared a lot of good times, and I think I think a lot of people can be shy of that when they're talking about their their ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend, because yeah. not only is it a reflection of their own character, but also I think that it's important to recognize that that was a big part of your life. You spent a lot of memories with them, holidays or introducing them to parents or activities of friends, whatever it may be. They were a big part of your life and it's about embracing those memories but, and then also bringing it into to new new relationships and what worked and what didn't work, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you can hear the way that you talk about it. It's It's a healthy way to talk about it. So even if you've had, as you called it, like, challenging and testing relationship. And that's, that's absolutely fine. Like a lot of people go through that and have those, but there's a difference. What you're saying is obviously you're, you're seeing that it was like, it wasn't a great fit. Mm. And you also, it's not from the sound sound of it. Like you recognize that you also were part of that dynamic because a relationship is usually a dynamic. And even if it was, even if it was just really the other person did a lot of quote unquote things wrong, at least you can stop and ask yourself, okay, well, why am I falling for these people? Right? Yeah. What, why, why am I getting into these relationships? Right? Like that's, yeah. that's taking responsibility and yeah. you're not blaming yourself. It's accountability, just responsibility right? for why you're in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Being accountable for, for how you're managing to be in these repetitive situations with the, Yeah. I guess yes. it's accountability at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, I, if it happen, happens once, no problem. That, yeah. that happens to everyone. Yeah. If it happens five times, you need stop, to look at stop it. and reflect on it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And- also, maybe one last point on this is like <laughs> just on, one no, last point. On. It's important to remember that the other person, like underneath all the mistakes that they made, there's still the person that you once loved, and they're also they struggle with their own kind of challenges in their life, and no one yeah. is really evil because they want to or evil by heart. So whatever they're doing, they're kind of doing it out of their own limitations. So I think it's super powerful to remember to have compassion for the other person and whatever they are going through and their journey that they are on, even if they kind of hurt you in the process. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Really good point. And to, 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 to finalize, we, every, every single week, I'm not sure whether you would have, would have seen this. Um, every single week on, on my, on my social media, we, we do bedroom dilemmas uh, and bedroom dilemmas every single week. They're always, um, always very insightful, I, I, I may add, and very interesting um, dilemmas that people have, or sometimes aren't even dilemmas, just some things they love sharing with me. But uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to pick out two with you today. And I wanted you, I guess one one can summarize one and one can summarize another, just provide your best recommendation for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I will warn you that, that these these are <laughs> these are i guess sometimes a little bit explicit but I'll, I'll try and pick the ones that are a little bit more <laughs> okay so <laughs> so my boyfriend has cheated on me twice keeps denying it 
but the girls have told me what to do. So, so the girls have told me, pause, the, what to do. <laughs> Not the girls okay. have told me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was waiting for my first time. Yeah. So... First of all, I would, so he said, no, that it's not true, but the girls, if it is a reliable source, and I don't think that anyone would lie, like a girl would lie to another girl. I can't necessarily imagine it, especially if it happened several times, I would say leave, really leave. You would say leave. Because honestly, yeah, I would say leave because he tried obviously to bring it up. And if the other person does not even want to communicate about it, like we do say it, you can sometimes you can find solutions if both are open and honest, but obviously an honest communication is the baseline. It really is. So Absolutely. It's fundamental, right? It's fundamental to it's, any relationship. It's it yeah. such a basis yeah. for a good relationship. A relationship doesn't work if you're not honest with each other. So if you don't have this, then there's nothing to even work through because if the other person can't really honestly share with you mm -hmm. and even look for solutions or Anything like this, I would say, leave, 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 leave. leave. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. the next next one we've got is falling for my best friend, but I don't think he is attracted to me. What to do? What to yeah. do? Okay, um, and this one hasn't. They haven't stated male or female, so I guess very neutral. No, uh, but in in uh, in any case, first of all, communicate it. Show your interest. Because I think the worst that you can do, and like this sounds like that's something that will happen um, to me, and it's not that it only happens when you're a teenager, but that's like it's a very common thing that happens when you're at that age, right? Where you spend a lot of time in school together or whatever. Mm. But one of the biggest mistakes you can make is just keep it to yourself and then just like hope one day it will work out. And like there's so many people who can go for, years and years and years so obsessed you know secretly hiding their feelings yeah. hoping that one Which day it will crazy, happen and they were just really yeah yeah they're just never able to move on like that's the big problem they're never able to move on so if you express and show your interest at least you know of course he might not have or he or she the other person might not be interested in you that's okay at least you got it off your heart so you're not secretly like just hiding it and having to pretend to be someone else around that person And secondly, if they do end up not being interested, at least you get some some sort of closure in terms of, okay, it's not going to happen and I can move on with my life. Yeah. Because the worst thing you yeah. can do is just be stuck in limbo because that will just haunt you for so long. Yeah, not doing anything, I guess. You know, like yeah. you, not, you yeah. know, it's one thing getting a no, but then if arguably you could say that being completely inactive in this would be arguably worse than getting the no, because at least you know, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. In inaction inaction is also an action. So yeah. like it's also a decision that you take to to not say anything. Yeah, true. And a great great point that. that do you know what? It's interesting when you say it like that because it's like when you don't get a text back from someone that it is a message. But it's not excuse yeah. excuse yeah. the excuse <laughs> the pun, but you know that no, but, that, that, that it's true though, you know, like If you yeah. don't get the message, that is a message. It's a message that yeah. you know, you're you're not on the top of their priorities and that alone is a, is a message to you regarding that situation, right? 100%. Amazing. 100%. Amazing. Well, guys, we're out of time, but I just want to say a massive, massive thank you for coming on. And honestly, your knowledge, I hope, honestly, we, it's completely invaluable. And I hope people that are listening to this actually benefit a lot from it because I think it's so, so useful, particularly, like I said, for the, for the females that are wanting to get kickstarted with dating and, and get the confidence to actually go back out there. So I think you're doing a fantastic job and honestly, it's nice to, I guess, virtually meet you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for coming on and yeah, 
Thanks so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so thank you for having us. us. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you for listening, guys. Please rate and review the episode and then head over to my Instagram to follow Lipstick Stain Passport and send me across your bedroom dilemmas. Yeah.